You're listening to Into the Blender with your hosts, Chooch and Viv. You can hear us discussing topics ranging from co-parenting a blended family to gaming to media reviews. Or whatever shiny object catches our eye that day. Your heart's beating for me. I'm just waiting to see. Where's the line that you would draw behind me? And never let me be. But it really doesn't matter at all. Welcome to End of the Blender live from Balticon. <laughs> I'm Viv, and this is where Chooch would be introducing himself, but he's he's running late, so, oh, PG got here before Chooch, PG wins. <laughs> so, since Chris was on time, Chris gets to go first, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Chris Miller. I'm the guy that wrote the code behind audiobooks.com, and I have a uh, podcast called The Secret Layer. Yeah. Please introduce yourself. I'm PG Holyfield. I uh, wrote Murder at Avedon Hill, which came out last year. Um, right now, I'm doing uh, running a website called specficmedia.com, which is. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry about that. Um, which touches, yeah, which touches upon all forms of speculative fiction, whether it's uh, do a lot of uh, movie trailers, book trailers, we're getting into some author interviews, uh, and our inaugural launch podcast is uh, Beyond the Wall, which I do with uh, Juch and Viv and Nutty, who just walked in, I think. And um, we, uh, we're having fun with that, so. Mark Bailey has just arrived, so we are going to let him pick his seat because he beat Chooch to the panel, too. Oh. Mark, would you please introduce yourself after you have a second to catch your breath? I'm not the latest. Chooch is I'll, the I'll, latest. I'll, I'll. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. Mark Bailey, also known as Grail Wolf, um, host of the occasional Grail Wolf's Geek Life podcast, in which I mainly watch cool things and then talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you guys a little um, story about how Chooch is actually the moderator for this, and Chooch has the show notes, and um, so we're going to wing it until Chooch gets here, but I think we all should whip around and shake our fingers in his face when he gets here and say, shame, shame. No, but if you could turn this on, I would appreciate it. You're, You're busy, I see. You're you're busy already, so. Tuaka. Tuaka. I had enough scotch last stand? night, so. Or is it? Is it yeah, I think stand? you had enough scotch. Oh, how hello! We've been. <laughs> it's like I thought this started at nine oh five. Well, that right. was, that's my job, but then he, then he came. Shame, podcast. And to walk in with a beer, too. <laughs> that just, that you can't even, like, explain that away. Yeah, you can't have it unless you've got enough to share with everybody in the world. What beer are you drinking? This is the dog father. Yeah. Well, when I said I'm going to the Thank room you. to get the laptop, you didn't say I already have it. I did, my love. <laughs> Check your Twitter. I have the H4 and the Chromeo. Blame the hotel Wi-Fi now, Chooch. Yes. <laughs> I won't mention it has 3G. So, Chooch, introduce yourself, because we've already introduced ourselves. I'm Chooch. Yay! Yay! 
Once uh, everybody use, has cell phones and nobody uses them to actually make phone calls. Oh, I texted you. Why didn't you oh. get here on time? Like you can hear That's anything in the halls. Do you uh, have anything off the top of your head we could get started with, my love? Well, did you let the ground rules? I have said nothing, but yeah. we've been introducing ourselves as people. Very slowly. Chris was on time, which, yay, Chris. Chris, Chris and I were on time. The rest of you trailed in, so we've just been doing introductions and talking about how we're going to punish you when you get here. Well, <coughs> sorry, Mom. You Stupid face. Stupid face. Stupid face. Stupid face. Stupid face. <laughs> yeah, that's a little slow. So, I mean... You're stupid face. You know, our subtitle was, Take Away My Geek Card, I Dare You. Into the mic, baby. I can't hear you. Hello. And I just wanted to set the ground rule that, you know, this is entirely to be fun. There is to be no name calling. There's no, to be no stupid face. Derision, no stupid face. <laughs> stupid face. We're just having fun. No. Oh, you, oh, you no, not, no, not during, not during the panel. Yes. The rules apply to everyone, even that. All right. But so it had occurred to us that in our shared endeavors, there are certain things that geeks tend to like, and there are certain things that you get looked down on if you don't like, or that you haven't read. But, you know, some of the stuff I just don't like. Right. And we don't like, we've talked about this, we don't like the occasional elitism that you get sometimes without calling names. So I thought it would be very interesting to invite these people we very much respect and see what they don't like. Or if they like everything. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. So... Does anybody have a starter? So uh, I've got one. Oh, all right. All right. I'll throw the gauntlet. Oh, I'll throw it quick, early. We were going we to try to stick to visual media, TV, film, Book. because, I mean, it's so wide. Okay. If mm -hmm. we happen to run out of time, all right. we'll expand. Okay. I don't care for the Game of Thrones series. Oh. <laughs> yeah. okay. I've read the books. Yes, I do. I said it's already testing the rules. <laughs> see, oh, see I, that's what I mean. I'm going to th throw it down early. That's Throw down. Talking about the TV series. The TV series. Yes, not the books. I've been reading the books for years. Yeah. I just and <laughs> it's. I feel like it's flat. I feel like it. It doesn't evoke. Actually, you know, I think the point is is that I've been reading them for so long and I've built it up so much in my own mind. Yes. I like my version better. Yes. <laughs> and you know that that's cool. That's fine. I feel you. But it just you know I, I I've been watching. Um, Lots of my friends just rave and rave and rave about this, and I've, I, I, but they're all saying the same exact things, which makes me think there's a little group thing going on there. Someone they're well, what, are, what are you being told? Well, you know, it's um, it's the sort of thing that okay, Peter Dinklage is amazing as Tyrion. He's, I, yeah, he's good. He's not amazing. He doesn't nail it. He comes close, and, and how, maybe it'll get better. Well, what do you think is missing? I don't um, think he's ugly enough for for one thing. I pictured him. I figure I. I think that that's a good a part. I think that's me. a good point, and I I don't feel like he's the sarcasm isn't as biting the delivery as I envisioned it in my head. He I does. Will, I will give you that. You know. I agree. So, you know, there's that. I I I don't like uh, what's her name playing Sir. Um, Catelyn. 
I'm not Cat. No, 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 no. Uh, the Lannister, the, the Queen. What's her name? Oh, Cersei. Cersei. I'm sorry. I wanted to make sure I got the name right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like the actress playing that. I feel like she's flat. I feel like she doesn't bring anything to it. You know, even Sean Bean. I'm, I'm looking at him going. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. And in Sean so, Bean. you know, I I would not like really, it to be good, and I don't think I walked in with unusual expectations. But it's just not doing it for me. Now I'm up to I'm up to I'm only up to the fourth episode, and I keep hearing it hits its stride, which is fine. Sometimes these things take time, but I don't know about you guys, but in my life, if it takes me five right. hours, <laughs> yeah, to wait yeah. for something to hit its stride, Dude, like, I mean, yes. I yeah. still haven't finished reading a book by one of my favorite authors because I'm having trouble getting through the first hundred yeah. pages. Sure. So you know it's. That's totally anyway, now. So I will it, say mm-hmm. for for Tyrion sarcasm mm-hmm. episode six. He does his confession. Mm. Yes, but it shouldn't take And it is six so much hours. better than you're the right, book. You're right, but, you're right, but, you're right. But totally that's agree. That's fair. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm you know. Absolutely I'll give fair. it time, but it's going to be the kind of thing that I'll wait for the, I'll wait for the series to come out on DVD. I'll watch them, you know, one weekend when there's no one around and I can just go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe it'll change my mind. But right now, just not there. I, and I also am a long-term lover of those books. And when they first said they were going to be doing the show, I was enraged. How dare they? And then I heard some of the casting come out, and I got really excited. I have dis- disappointment in Sean Bean also. I happen to think Peter Dinklage is doing wonderful with what he's been given. I think that they have tried to make him more likable than in the book. And that's it's, and that's part of my problem. But I under I also understand uh, yeah. the re- you know it's not a reenactment of the book. It's, it's its not. own thing. Exactly. And I respect that. Yeah. So, but anyway. I didn't to, initially, to, but I do now. <laughs> to, to, to get off of this particular soapbox, it's just, just not doing Got it for it. me. Got it. Thank you. I don't disagree with your points. Mark, do you want to jump in with something that you just don't get in the geek realm as being... You know, the thing is, I've actually been thinking about this ever since I read the description of the panel, and... Um, I have trouble with this because you know me, I like everything. Mm-hmm. I really do make well, an effort to like everything. But why do you want to like everything? Why should there be effort? Well, <laughs> well no, no, here's the thing. Uh, seriously, it's in a almost, question. In almost everything, mm-hmm. there is something to like. You know, almost every TV show, every movie that I've ever come across, there is something to like about it. Superman 4? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he had fabulous hair. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, um, even even at that, I'm sure quite a it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, and I'm sure there were some good performances somewhere in there. <coughs> Parker Posey okay, should have I been Lois Lane. Probably, there might have been some good performances. There was probably something. Oh, then in I there. didn't bother I to see for. It ended. It did. Yes. But my philosophy has always been that if you and I go see the same movie and you hate it and you rail against it, and I come back going, oh, I thought it was pretty good. Well, then I win. Because I had a better time. <laughs> oh, there's no sure. saying I didn't have a wonderful um, time disliking something. Oh, no, no, no. That and, and that's fine. <laughs> and that's fine. Some of my favorite memories are things I hated. And Glitter. Yes. I mean, come on, the jokes. Even, even some things that I really enjoy, I, I have had a lot of fun sitting there and doing the MST3K right. treatment with. Right. You know, so that, there's, there's fun to be had. But, yeah. um, I, but it, it has given me a challenge. I've been sitting here trying to think of it. What are the things that everyone likes that I don't? And the only thing I can come up with, and I don't even have a really good explanation, is um, a pretty broad thing. But in general, I don't usually get anime. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I am. Um, 
I I see yeah. the I, I see the talent there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see the um, I could even say look back and say, oh, the story was pretty pretty good. The art was fantastic. Yeah. I just fell asleep halfway through. I, I, <laughs> I don't get anime either, and we're I, apparently we're not watching the right anime. I'm completely so. I am completely right there with you because they every movie there's going to be some cryptic unknown history and then there's going to be some frivolous fun stuff and then somebody's going to turn into a dragon for some reason <laughs> every time and I don't, I don't get it there's a wide range of tentacles. like levels of to anime. So you have stuff that does have the crazy weird out of left field. I don't even Mm -hmm. know what's going on there that's happening. But then you have some very serious this is just another way of animating something. Sort of anime where you have like say Cowboy Bebop is like that. It's almost memories. Yeah. Um, As opposed to something like Paprika which is serious but it's really weird. It's like an acid trip that's on the TV. Just what mom wants to hear. Mom is sitting two rows behind. My son just talking about having an acid trip. (laughs) No, continue. I'm sorry. Like there's Fooly Cooly, which which is that your standard wacky hijinks for no real reason at all. Mm. Oh. (laughs) I remember I remember collecting Akira when I was in college when it was coming out and. Loving that movie, but I was just not, I, that was like the only thing that I even though, and that was like an acid trip, but I, it just it didn't Tatsuo. take me to the Tatsuo! <laughs> why are my intestines falling out of my body? <laughs> I, I, but it wasn't that gateway drug for me to get into the next thing. Maybe yeah, I need a different kind of acid. Anime. You meant anime. I mean anime. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, even there, there have been a couple things that I've liked. Go ahead. I threw in my joke, so you do something serious. (laughs) I would say, you know, I don't even know what the percentage is if I think about it, but a large percentage of Joss Whedon's work I don't really like. (laughs) I don't like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I loved the original movie. (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm sorry. Not, I mean, I wouldn't say good movie. Can't I had a lot fun. of fun watching the movies. Okay. I mean, it's I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not like <laughs> But the TV show, to me, seemed formulaic and oh, monster was. of the week, and <laughs> it I was. just every now and then I'll watch another episode. Just you know, I, I got to try again. And a lot of people said, you know, get to season three or whatever. Or then I, know, they, I Mark, guess it takes a downturn bursting. at six or something. Yeah. But we've actually had this so conversation well. with Mark before. Mm-hmm. Doctor Horrible, awesome. Were Firefly, you? awesome. Serenity, awesome. Angel, Buffy. Toy Story. Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Not those last three. Not not for me. But you were just waiting for Luke Perry to show up in one of the shows, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's so dreamy. Dreamy. Seven seconds, man. Okay, Mark. I know that you. Um, Do I get to go? Well, I, I would like to hear Mark's a rebuttal. Co- rebuttal for oh yeah, because yeah. he's or at least very you know what what am I not getting? What am I not seeing? I, I honestly couldn't say for sure. I, I, my my thought is that you need a, you might need a guide. Um, 
the because it the problem is that so there's everything is so subjective, mm-hmm. you know. Because to me, I think of the series as exactly the opposite of what you're saying. I think of it as breaking all the conventions and being completely anti-formula. Um, it had a little bit of its own formula during the first season, um, and beyond that, it really it it would it it was one of the real pioneers on ne- on network television of the long story arc. Mm. You know, and you know that that's funny though is that. If you were watching it when it was first aired, it was this revolutionary thing. If you're oh, catching everybody it, everybody does now. And if you're, and if you're, but if you're catching it on DVD, mm-hmm. you'll see it and go, "Well, God, that's been done." Yeah, it's been done because people <laughs> imitated, you know. But I can yeah. totally yeah. see how yeah. you know, you, you sit there and listen to it and think, "Wow, this really feels kind of derivative." Yeah. But it, Absolutely. it was the original. It's hard to get it in the context. Absolutely. The same way. It's like watching, you know, Babylon Five on 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 DVD. Um, great series, but not everything holds up very well after 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's like so. when you go through like TV tropes, mm-hmm. and you're watching you're watching Buffy, and you're like, okay, trope, trope. But mm-hmm. the, if you go to the origin of that trope, mm-hmm. it says this episode of Buffy or, or whatever. The, a lot of okay. there are a lot of tropes that come from mm-hmm. Buffy. Oh, okay. So, right. yes, looking at it now, it's very tropish. There are some very obvious formulaic things in it. But the way I look at it as well is that some of it is making fun of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some Which you got from the movie also. It's kind of a mm-hmm. self so, Some of it is deprecating. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I can compare this to? Is, uh, has anyone here ever actually gone back and reread Doc Samson? Yeah. Well, I don't know about reread. I read it the first time. You read it the first time. But what I'm saying is is that, you know, it had this major effect on literature and the way comic books were, you know, wound up. A hero, the the creation of a hero changed because of this. But if you go back and read it, it feels, it can feel clunky, arcane, and just old. And racist, <laughs> and ra- racist, and downright mm-hmm. slow because you know the, the the form has evolved. So you you almost have to look at it as a history lesson, which is kind of tough because what you want is to be entertained, mm-hmm. but it is a study at the same time. And hmm. so you know I'm not going to tell you to go like it because I, I had the mm-hmm. same problem, and you know I I forged on through and I enjoyed what they did, but yeah I mean there's better Joss Whedon work out there. And, and as the point you made earlier, is I shouldn't have to wait five or six or seven episodes to yeah. get it for it to or grab me. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So PG. I think uh, well, one of the problems that I have with the topic is that I don't waste my time on something I don't like, so I can't really speak that much to it. Because if I, if, like you're saying, if I, if I'm not captured by something in the first hour, first episode, whatever it might be, if it's TV, mm-hmm. I don't waste my time. And then, if, then if everybody else is saying, "Oh, you got to try it," then I'll wait till it comes out on DVD and give it a chance. But probably the one that that I really just refused to even give a chance to once I watched maybe the first couple episodes was Farscape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm like Fraggle in space. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just like. And that sort of harkens back to my other one, which is, uh, and it's changed because I've become a fan in the last year, two years, is Doctor Who. Just, I understand the production quality and the quirkiness really captured people for, you know, 40 years. But for me, I'm just like, you know, there's a trash can on top of a tricycle going around and everybody's, you know. So I, I just didn't, never got that. Um, so those are the two that, 
And, and when, when did you start liking it? Uh, when David Tennant started doing Doctor Who. That was... Yeah. Now, started watching it. Gave it another chance, and I like the new guy. Or Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm very similar, and, and I can remember growing up, and every now and then it would come, show up on PBS, and I would tune in and tune out because <laughs> it was kind of quiet and kind of slow, and I just didn't get what was going on, and it never really grabbed me until they relaunched with Eccleston. Well, not even relaunched because it was just, you know, hiatus or whatever. And I think part of and it And then like it was fast and exciting and whiz-bang and, and special effects. I mean, part of it with Doctor Who is that, I mean, we're of an age, or I'm, I'm of an age older than all of you, but... Um, when I was when I was in high school and, and junior high, it was Tom Baker, and you saw it all the time on PBS, yeah. and and then it seemed like for ten years you could only get it on DVD. You really couldn't you couldn't find it. VHS, and then, honey. VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Laser disc. Whatever. You know what's what's funny about that is that um, my kids have started to go back and watch some of the old episodes, and I think there's something about watching those episodes when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. That, well, I mean, you're you're much more forgiving, perhaps. It was a kids' show, though, right. or was Absolutely. it a family? Originally, show? Yeah. originally yeah. it was supposed yeah. to be an educational yeah. show, but yeah. it, that went away fast. Chris, <laughs> the entire BBC is supposed to be educational. True. Founding, they say if you enjoy their programming, they failed. Cheers to the in betweeners, then. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Condensation. The young ones, the in-betweeners, yeah. So about you? But it's I learned a lot from the How could you not? <laughs> yes. Do not exaggerate. Phineas and Ferb, best show on TV. So. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my experience of Doctor Who was similar. I, when I was a kid, I adored it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was just, I'd eat it up. I would be waiting there for it to come on, and they would show like an hour at a time, I think, on PBS back then. And then, in my, I guess, my early teenage years, I caught it again because they started re-showing some of them. And uh, I found them boring. Now, part, some of that, I think, was the... There's a big difference between... Uh, and this may have something to do with the anime thing as well. There's a big difference between American pacing... Right. And oh, the yeah. kind of pacing they do oh, yeah. on, in British Absolutely. shows, and Japanese shows, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, part of it, though, also was the fact that, at that point, they were combining all of a story into one movie and showing the whole thing all at once. This was supposed to be broken up into hour-long episodes or Mm -hmm. 45-minute episodes or whatever, but they were actually showing two and a half hours solid without commercials on PBS. (laughs) Halfway through, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I just, I drifted away from it for a while. And then I started getting into it again in just kind of a retro sort of a, oh, I remember when I liked this kind of way. But then when the new show came on, it blew me away again, and I've just been a fan ever since. And even, the, I mean, the production quality of some of some of the, even the newer shows mm-hmm. is spotty, but... Well, they, they don't have as much money. It, as, yeah, uh, but it didn't affect me like it did, mm-hmm. like, just you know, back, in the, back in the 80s. The 80s. The 80s. The 70s. Yeah. My brother watched Doctor Who, and I picked up a lot of uh, stuff from him, peripherally, like you know Piers Anthony, and I read a Heinlein or two. And and, but Doctor Who, I just never got. It just, I this guy running around, I just didn't. Yeah, but loved you know the new episodes and. But he's a time lord. Back then, eh, now, fantastic. <laughs> but it's your turn. You didn't. Uh, 
Well, I was Joss Whedon, and you took it. <gasps> you were Joss Whedon. Well, we've got a whole... Well, I'm trying to see it. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> Come on, I took Joss Dude, Whedon. Dude, yeah. No, I don't know if I can say this one. This is a safe place. Yeah, yeah but once though. we leave this room, my ass is grass. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, Rob will still love me. Okay, so um, I'm a huge fan of the steampunk aesthetic. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Bear with me. Uh, Give on. me a second. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he just whipped it out right here in front of yeah, everybody. Yeah. His steampunk gun. Field, if you point a gun anywhere near Viv again, I will end you. <laughs> no problem. Blush, blush. Um, but uh, it seems like because of uh, a lot of popularity recently that everybody is just taking stuff and adding goggles and airships and now I have a steampunk novel and I understand the desire for that because that's the new trend and if you want to get noticed and you want to get your work out there you want to do that so to me there's a difference between having having a having a, a book or a piece of work or a piece of art that is inherently organically steampunk or gothic or you know I don't know, robotic, whatever, <laughs> versus versus like introducing a s steampunk as a character at, rather than a backdrop or a time frame or something like that. And I'm not going to say this because Jared's in the room. <laughs> no, no, I think you've done a fantastic job with Fables of the Flying City. I really enjoy that because it's not just like throw some goggles on. It's and not it's an steampunk. afterthought. It's not. No, it's yeah. not. It, it's. I really enjoy that. So yours is one is, that I would show as an example. There are some that I'm told you must read this. You must read this. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm four or five chapters in, and I can't keep myself. It's like an, okay, one more page. You know, I'm I'm right there with you. As a matter of fact, I mean, I've I've ranted and raved about this on on my podcast as well. I like again, I like the steampunk aesthetic, mm -hmm. and I like it when it supports what you're trying to yes. do. But you can't just throw uh, lace, a corset, and a zeppelin in a novel <laughs> and have it. You know, trust me. Roll thirty-four. Yeah. So. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. You know, and again, I, I am not in any way sucking up to Jared when I say, I, you know, it's, it's the same kind of thing. He does something original with his work. He does. And yeah. there are other authors who are able to do something original with yes. the work. Yes. But it's kind of like, steampunk is a lot like zombies. Or vampire fiction. Right. In that, oh, well, I'm going to write something that's going to sell, so I'm going to put this thin veneer of blah on it, or I will throw a dead body that walks around in it, or, yeah. you know, and... Yeah, it's just like, do something original with it. Yeah. Make it interesting. Stop slavishly <laughs> imitating things. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and if PG your, has your just character's going to have goggles, 
They better be a fracking welder. Or he's going to wear, you know, like a gear on his lapel and dress with a hat and the thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm I'm right there with you, Viv. I completely agree. I just like looking good, so Mm -hmm. that's why I do. Mia. Mia. I was just Exactly. No, you're you're absolutely exactly. you're absolutely right. And you know, when it's done well, and like I said, I love the aesthetic. I yes, love the costumes. Too. I love the I love yeah. the. But you know, there, there comes a point. In it, it's it's the, the the term I've been using for it is genre fatigue. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. I'm just tired of it. Now, my God, someone make something technological about the 1920s so that we can move on for God. Thank you. Yes. Can we do Gatsby tech now? <laughs> I mean, can okay. we go there? Copyright that. So, or copy- actually, it's in my next column for Starburst. So, yeah. Nice. Someone get the URL now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I would just like to see that evolve somehow. Steampunk Steve rose out of cyberpunk, which was all about like corporate multi multi mm-hmm. ultra, you know multi taking over the world, you know, and, and, and pushing past multi corporations, pushing past governments. Steampunk really, to me, seems like it should have burst out of that and be the same uh, message involving well, industrialization. <coughs> it's just Carnegie's, you know. It's the, I think it is. I think it's there's got to be that between. social impact, and it's exactly not yeah. the internet. right, right, right. <laughs> Steampunk as a literary genre and steampunk as a fashionable genre. And I think it's sure. yeah. the fashionable genre to adhere to the concept of literary genre is asking a lot of costumes. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well, yes, I do. I think I mean, we show the pictures. <laughs> I can do it doesn't mean everyone. Well, don't we know that? This is what did you do last weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I just prefer to see more of the punk and steampunk. I I get right. totally oh. turned off when you have the high Victorian, fluffy, fufu. I'll, I'll, I'll top you there. Where's the I like steam? the gutter snipes. Where's the steam? I see brass. I see hydrogen things. I see I see you know all these other things. I see the goggles. Where's the steam? Where's the technology? Where's the science? I see trappings. The steams when they rip off no. the corsets. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Mia. Or my, or my glasses. Mia. I know this sounds kind of pretentious, but John and I search out the steam. And we went you to do. science museums and we literally look at old steam engines. Right. In motion. My, my ranting is mostly about the literary, the things they do in books with it. And no, I love what you and John do. I've been to, yeah. you, you've got to go to their house. Yes. I've been. It's so, extraordinary. So, no, you're right. I agree with you. I'm, I'm tired of the. Yeah. I'm getting Yeah. And, and my and and my my issue is less the fact that something is steampunk that it's more that it's it's an afterthought slapped onto it yeah. to put a label on it if it's good god damn it's good mm-hmm. and if it's you know if it's little house on the prairie with goggles and a zeppelin <laughs> then that someone write that <laughs> but you know, it's more—it's more the just addition of that element of it to make it where it doesn't feel organic and it doesn't <clears throat> capture. And I agree that when when um, you get into the Victorian affectation, which I love it as like 
as like conversational, fun, cosplay kind of stuff, but it can get taken to a point where it, it can become pretentious and 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 I'm more of a um I guess I'm like the underclass person of the people kind of thing. And so like when John's talking about, you know, the underclass, the social struggle, I want to see more of that, you know. So that's really where it is. I mean, I love it. And, and, and quality steampunk is quality, period. You're looking for Marx punk? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Interesting. Two, two things. Yeah, two things. First of all, <laughs> somebody should write that and give it that title. Little House on the Prairie with Goggles and Eva Zeppelin. But uh, if they can do Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Exactly. Then, right. But um, the other thing is I think that the, the punk term, really I don't even know how much it applies. It just yeah. became fashionable to use something punk. Uh, you had, after cyberpunk became popular, then there was splatterpunk, which was a whole bunch of horror authors who were big into the gore and right. but it, I think it's just more implies just an irreverence mm-hmm. uh, sort of a modern irreverent take on something rather than an actual right. social structure to yeah. it or anything yeah. but I'm still just yeah. well, change gears up a little bit oh, oh. I didn't even realize, honestly I didn't even realize that. I'm so sorry finish your beer juice <laughs> Um, Chuck. Chuck, the TV show. I thoroughly enjoyed the first season and maybe half of the second season, and mm-hmm. now I don't just don't get it. It's, <laughs> it. it's like, it's, the formula has taken over. Do you think? Or no? I, I think for me it was when he turned into a super spy. Okay. When he wasn't just the bumbling nerd. Yeah. And it just lost me. Yeah. Hmm. I loved what they did with, like, you know, the subway and... In show advertising and all that okay, stuff. Well, that let was me, irreverent, but let me ask you something though, because in watching Castle, mm-hmm. you curse the last couple oh, of <laughs> the last couple of episodes of Castle where la, la, I, la, okay, la, whoever's spoiler. If anybody, I'm guessing that folks in here watch Castle yeah. and uh, Castle and Beckett, are, they just get so close and they're so close and then. They turn away, and the romance doesn't happen. Yeah. And he, the last two or three episodes, he curses. God damn it! You know, kind of, I can't take it. That's all Ross, Rachel, almost. Moonlight. Yeah. yeah. Ro- yeah. Friends, yeah. Ross, Absolutely. and Rachel. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. They were that close. And when the series, if they get together, the series has to end up. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. So just make them, just drop that part of the formula. I think it's possible. I think I think it's possible to do it. And actually, ironically, I would choose Ch- or is it ironic? Yeah, I would choose Chuck as an example of how you could get the two characters together and still have it be a good show. And I think it's by allowing the show to evolve. Mm-hmm. And that's what Chuck has done by letting him become a super spy. You know, by okay. by taking those steps. And that matters. Something Buffy did too. Hmm. <laughs> well, and to be honest, I haven't. I haven't really watched that many of the mm. Chuck once after like the second up second season. I think mm. he lo- he just I just lost interest, oh, yeah. so I haven't been following it anymore. And everybody still loves it so much, and I was just like, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Mm. So I guess I, can, I just I need can to give it a chance. Why it wouldn't appeal to someone? Uh, that's the thing. It's I, I love Chuck, but uh, I can I can get it. You love everything. It's yes, so I cute. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is a ray of sunshine. Because he, he's, he's seen everything. He's seen everything. So if anybody throws something out, if we don't know it, Mark will know it. <laughs> he's our failsafe, know it all. Yeah. 
Do you have another one? I think another um, one. I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say uh, one of the other shows I didn't. I liked, I loved the first season, and then I did not watch it until like the last five episodes, and I was like, oh, I'm glad I did not waste my time on the other six seasons and just start at the end because I already had it figured out, and you know, which lost. Mm. And. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I, I love the first season, maybe half the second season, but it just. It got so convoluted because they were, I mean, they were struggling against, you know, the it weight. It was Tailies, was just, it was yes. others. You know, it, it's kind it of definitely like stumbled. Those, those long-running series, um, after really enjoying most of Battlestar Galactica when we got to the end, um, it broke me. And I will not watch a series like that again. What until, specifically broke you about BSG? Okay, um, the very ending of it. Um, you, in in, 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 so in like my mind, in my mind, no, let him, let him say. in my mind, I'm curious when if you've got a science fiction show and you're building it up around the tech and 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 how people, you know, it, it is science fiction. You can't go, God did it, and then end the series. You can't do that. It doesn't work. You know, make Sam do it somehow. Shoot him into the sun. Give me a time warp. I don't care. But, you know, make it crunchy. Make it, you know, do what you've been doing the whole time. Yeah. But don't don't end it like that. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, with these long-running series, I, I, I will not invest myself in them until, I, until they end now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that they end well. That I hear from people that I respect that they ended well. And then I, I will go spend the time. I actually think it's a lot better when shows get canceled and don't end. Yeah. Most of the time, they, they blow it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Dollhouse, Dollhouse only got interesting in that second season, and I could have just watched the, you know, the second season. But, you know, I wasn't a rabid fan of it, but at the same time, something happened, and all of a sudden it became a real show instead of just finding reasons, to, finding reasons to dress Faith up again. You know. Well, I, the first episode of Dollhouse, mm-hmm. we cheered, we loved. Mm-hmm. But then... And yes, there's an, a, a story arc there, but every episode felt exactly the same, mm-hmm. just with different costumes. And then the overarching story would progress a little, but it was just, I, you know, time is precious. And oh, if yeah. I'm not dying to watch it, if I'm not just waiting for enough buffer on my DVR so I can push play and skip commercials, I don't need it on my DVR. Mm-hmm. We're a bunch of very negative people. Well, you know, it's time though. It's like except Mark. <laughs> it's it's like it's Mark? more time crunch than anything else. It's like you only have. I mean, our DVR right now is packed, oh. and it's so it becomes a choice of you know, am I going to keep these shows on here that I never watch because they don't grab me, or am I just going to move on and say, okay, free up the DVR a little? Well, I remember. Like True Blood, I watched the first. I didn't have HBO at the time, but I like watched the first couple episodes because I really liked the books. And then I didn't really, you know, watch it. And then everybody said, "Oh, it's good." And then they're like, "Well, it's starting to get a little crazy." And then I watched because I got HBO to watch Game of Thrones. I watched one of the episodes. I guess it was like the last one of last season. And I'm just like, "What in the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. And yeah. I'd like to. I haven't looked it up, but I would like to see what Charlene Harris thinks about what the show is now. But I'm still trying to decide if I like True Blood. I watch every episode, and I'm still like, I'm not. I'm sure compelled yet. by every episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Overall, from what it, I've heard from Jillian Harris, she has said that if she was writing the series again, she'd write it more like the TV, the TV series. Okay. Hmm. So I bet she likes the checks. <laughs> <laughs> the royalty checks. Yes. Yes, I'm sure of that. Yeah. So, what about from the audience? Yeah, does anybody yeah. have? I got a question. Because this is something I've been thinking about since I saw this on the schedule. Is that we are all sci-fi fans. 
so a lot of our stuff comes with qualifiers. And we're like, all right, all right, I know it takes place in space and there are cowboys, but you should really watch this because it's right. very good. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? And I think, but then you guys were saying earlier, discussing the stuff you didn't like, um, and had very valid reasons for that. But I think there's some stuff, because I've heard people say, I don't like the old Doctor Who because the production values are so low and the monsters look stupid. And their favorite episode of Star Trek is the one where Kirk fights the Gorn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's sometimes when there's qualifiers and we can look past that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes when we can't. And I, I don't think there's a, the a reason for that other than, like, I like this and I don't like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's liminal brain mm -hmm. stuff that we can't articulate. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, do you think that's interesting that there's some things that we are willing to look beyond that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh. I know I don't like the pacing in Oh, I, I, I'll, I've got... I will watch well, European animated films. Well, real fast, I was just going to say that I think part of it is that somebody was already invested in Star Trek, so, yeah. you know, right. they worked into that and they were cool, but Doctor Who didn't grab them and so they didn't get into it from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, a good example of that is, um, I'll, I'll, you can take away my card right now, um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the entire Matrix series. Yes, they made two more movies. <laughs> I really, no. He truly, will say it, they made two I, more. I, I really, truly enjoyed them. And I'm this very small part of that audience that studied religion, enjoys apocalyptic stuff mixed with tech, with, you know, and I didn't mind the whole messianic thing. That was the point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I understand, I totally understand why a lot of people didn't like it. And when I find what they did in other stories, I find it heavy-handed. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it all comes down to where I was in my life when I first saw the first movie, and I was willing to make that investment in the next two. So, yeah, I think, you know, I do find it very interesting. I think it has everything to do with how you emotionally connect with and where you are in your life when these things come out. And who you're with, because that mm -hmm. can influence it. If, oh, you, yeah. if you're with someone that's very negative about it versus, I mean, we had a Scott Pilgrim party for my family. We tried to get them to watch it. They wouldn't go and see it. So we threw a party for my family. Anybody that wanted to come, I made chicken parmesan. I had gelato. We garlic had bread. Garlic bread. We had all the stuff, and we served dinner and then we watched the movie and we loved it so much we were so hyped about it the entire family lost their minds over it so a lot of that has to do with your experience yeah. that oh, kind of memory I, I totally agree kind of I recently went to go see Thor on my own and I completely panned it when I reviewed oh. it but if I'd have gone with Chris Johnson my, my co-host on The Secret Lair mm -hmm. I would have enjoyed it more because mm -hmm. Chris has a way of looking at things it's it, that kind of pulls me out of my own over-analysis of what I'm seeing. Right, sure. yeah. So like it would have been a different thing. Mark saying with Buffy, you need a guide to mm -hmm. right. help sometimes, you Sometimes through you it. do. And there are, some, there are some movies and shows that I won't watch on my own for mm -hmm. that reason. I, I want to watch... Like, like something that someone like what would that be? I'm curious. And now I'm trying. I see. I oh, sorry. Uh, think about it. We'll come back. Think about it. Tim been, actually had one right um, next. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, uh, some things, too that maybe you loved when you were younger just don't hold up well when you watched it. Mm -hmm. Because of the yeah. technology at the time. I'm old enough to remember when Lost in Space and the Time Tunnel were in prime time. And, yeah, I mean, I absolutely loved those shows at the time, but, you know, now if you yeah. watch an episode of Lost in Space, you're giggling at the robot. Yeah, you know, and I'll even go... For me, I loved Dark Crystal as a kid. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... Couldn't wait to get a copy of it when it finally was released. This dates me on Laserdisc. Um, 
And I sat there and I watched it, and it didn't grab me the same way. Well, it's yeah. a, that it is a didn't. slow movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> but, but it's a, supposed to be a different time. Right, yeah. right. But Sigmund the Sea Monster Forever. Yeah. Um, the thing about the Matrix, mm-hmm. about the second, the, the next two Matrix movies that that turned me off was not the plot. It was the things they did that obstructed the plot. Like they in the second one that they had that huge, gigantically long orgy scene, that was really not necessary to the plot in the I'm I could argue that, but I'm not going to because I don't want to take over their show. But I, I, I understand what you're talking about. I do. And I just, if I can real quick make a, a matrix comment too, is that um, I thought it was interesting what you were saying about where you are in your life because I had a real okay. I saw the first Matrix movie and I thought, oh my god, this is going to be the best trilogy ever. Ever. Saw the second one, I thought, let's see where they're going. <laughs> and in the third one, I just thought it fell apart. Mm-hmm. Now, and and it's because I thought there were a part of it. No, if I had to explain why, was that they were so heavy-handed with the. You know, mythological slash religious mm-hmm. symbolism toward the end, especially, and and a few other things. But I loved Dark City, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a creation myth. Absolutely, yeah. it is. You know, and you want to talk heavy-handed? I mean, you could. I was actually taking a course on mythology when I saw the movie, and I was like, that I can check off every stage of the myth. It's you know, it right down the line. They were deliberately designing it that way, and. I loved that. So it is. I don't know what it is. It is. It's something about it. Just mm-hmm. didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, but yeah. Uh, the thing I was gonna say. You know, you're talking about that sh- the show that you watched when you, you know it was the first time TV. You got it on laser disc and it didn't do it for you. What? What are we? I mean, are we getting diluted by all of the digital remastering and the new technology we have? For example, I mean, when I was a little kid, my dad had all of the original. I'm talking 1979 here, Battlestar Galactica on Betamax. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were fun. I thought they were, you know, a little campy, but yeah. they were still fun. Then they released the DVD oh, of the original of the original box of the original Battlestar. And there's this episode where they're doing a spacewalk on the ship to to plant explosives. And I'm seeing the wires. They didn't even bother to smudge out the wires. Oh, they couldn't. That you couldn't. couldn't see in the original broadcast because right. the signal was whatever it was, but now that you've got all the digital right. taking. You see all the imperfections. And all that magic just kind of goes away. Yeah. Well, Tron. Well, <laughs> we showed Tron, the original Tron, to the kids. Yeah. They giggled through the whole thing. I giggled well, mine. I had the opposite reaction. Really? Yeah. Well, they so enjoyed mine. it, but they, they giggled. My, my son... And it, it, yeah. it drove their interest in seeing the new one that much. What oh, was it? And absolutely, and they went and we watched the new one, and then on the drive home, so what did you like better? Oh, the new one. That was just... Yeah. yeah that's but, that's, but that's the level of technology that they're used Did, to also. But, but what was it... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Disney pulled the original Tron before the release of the new movie. Yeah. You couldn't even find a copy of yeah. it. We, oh, had, we had found it. We had a copy a couple of years before. Yeah. So we, we were able to watch it. for 10 bucks. And we should have hit eBay. But... Yeah, but as it's a, ours. They, it's ours. They did that on purpose because we'll they didn't want it. people to watch it and get a bad impression of, yeah. you know, they want yeah. people to have this nostalgic image in their head of what it was when they, they watched it 25 yeah. years ago. I was just going to yes, say, they, they wanted do. to sell the two-pack. Yeah. Yeah, but as That's a counterpoint, it. though, the, um, going back to the, again to the Laserdisc thing, um, <laughs> I bought Star Wars, the original like, episode four, Star Wars, uh, on Laserdisc. And talk about revealing the flaws. Yeah. There was, 
Especially yeah. for some reason it was especially noticeable with TIE fighters. As a TIE fighter would fly across the screen, you would see this sort of greenish black yeah. bars appearing around it. And it was that was what they had done to block out the wires and things. Yeah. And it didn't you couldn't see it at all on the original and, version, yeah. on the original um, resolution. But it was clear as day on the laser disc. But that didn't ruin the film. You get that with some. You notice it a bit, but the film stood up. Yeah, so there's some current shows like even True Blood. If you watch True Blood on a on a true high def mm-hmm. system, it looks like somebody's home video camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you switch your TV to film mode, yeah. where it kind of blurs a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you lose your geek cred when you actually have to say, "I saw Star Wars," not Star Wars Episode Four? Know. We knew what he meant. Look at my. I did too, but my my whole the whole reason that I agreed for Chooch to do this panel is because I don't think anybody. Okay, I'm gonna be kind of y'all can kick my butt outside. I don't think there should be a geek cred card. I, you keep mm-hmm. hearing about you're losing Greek geek Greek geek cred points. I'm taking your geek card. Why can't we just like what we like? Yeah. And not be judged for what we like and what we don't like and what we read four chapters of and couldn't bring ourselves to read another page. Yeah. I mean, does that have, do, do we have to have that? Can't we just like come together at Balticon, DragonCon, PhilCon, wherever, and just enjoy the when same comes, things that we enjoy the same? I think it's possible don't you make might be taking it more seriously than most do. Do what? I think you may be taking it more seriously than I, Oh, absolutely. Um, but no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I see with what you're saying, but you know, the, the folks that, um, the folks that I tend to hang out with, uh, first of all, don't talk like that. And secondly, really value it when you decide to push the envelope. Mm. And so I think it's, you know, it comes down to who, who you're hanging out with. And if you're hanging out with folks that, you know, all they do is follow the next trend and get on the next bus, well, you know, yeah. change up. Well, here's here's the thing, though. What is it to be a geek? You know what? I don't know because I I, I enjoyed fantasy. I enjoyed, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoyed Star Wars, Close Encounters. There's movie, The Abyss. I love, I love, I love, oh, I love. The Abyss. But it's not until I got with the man over there and got exposed. He mm-hmm. exposed me to Firefly and all of these other things, and so by association with him I'm expected by osmosis to know all of these things so I do take it personally because it's like well you're you're here so you should know this that the other and you should like it my my wife feels very much the same way right you know and she she doesn't like board games she doesn't like sitting around playing games with people she's you know and and that's not a problem she just she's just not into it and that's perfectly (coughs) you know labels yeah but but the thing is that really what makes a person a geek is deeply loving something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's sports <coughs> geeks. And I, but I think then that the... Car geeks. The, 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 the jesting at people who don't like something, I think all it really is is, I love this thing and I love you. I want you to love what I love. Okay. I could use different phrasing. Because <laughs> it just makes me like... You know, and it goes back. It goes back to like my teenage years, and Chooch is like this a little bit too. Oh well, you're telling me I have to like this. Well, I'm gonna yeah. like it now, no matter how good it is. It's just that, <laughs> you know? yeah, but it's just that we want people that we love to to enjoy the things we Agreed. enjoy. And you know, again, I it's, held a Scott Pilgrim party to try and convert my family. We had uh, yeah. a Serenity night for my family to try and. 
get them to see some of these things that they wouldn't go out and see on their own. So I, I get it, trying to share it. But it's not, at the end of the night, it's like, well, what did you think? Well, of course, everybody loves Serenity and everybody loves Scott Pilgrim. So far, it's been a success. But, you know, my niece even brought Harry Potter to watch, uh, to read while we were watching Serenity because she didn't think she was going to like it. And she didn't even open the book the whole time. So it's just one of those things If she hadn't liked it, if she had sat there and, and read Harry Potter, which who can judge you for that. But um, you know what I mean? It's like I wouldn't have thought any less of her or anything like that. And I wouldn't have said, you just don't get it. Let me explain it to you. Or you could do it like I did when I took people to see Scott Pilgrim. I said, Okay, you're my friend now. If you don't like this movie, I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> it worked out. Every it time, worked out so. because they happened to like it. Would you really have held to that though? <laughs> no. Of course not. No. So we're nearing. Yeah. Is there any last questions? We're at the comments? end of our time. Any questions, comments? You guys are all wrong. Fools. You should Fools. know your anime. <laughs> is there any, any shows that you guys don't like or? Books, even just anything that, that can't stand jumps up. True Blood. Blood. Mm-hmm. I've have not read the books yet. Well, I can't get to, past Tom Bombadil in the print version of Lord of the Rings. Really, hey, man, brother. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. That was like my only disappointment with the film that they didn't have yeah. Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you took two and put them together. You have one complete person. The <laughs> <laughs> geek, anyway. Yes. <laughs> I have not read the print version. That's versions. fascinating. I know, I know. But there's an audio version that is fantastic. I can't remember who. Oh, then you've read it. Print versions can drag. They can. Tolkien was not a very good writer. <laughs> well, actually, excellent linguist. I'd argue that Tolkien was writing it to be read aloud. And so I think hearing it at the audio version is a perfectly well, valid true. way of doing it. It's no good unless you read it in the original Klingon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. I want to thank the panelists for coming up and everybody for coming. Thanks for listening to Into the Blender. You can find information, comment on episodes, and subscribe to the podcast at intotheblender.com. You can send us email to intotheblender at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4820. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license. You're free to make copies and share this podcast to your heart's content, just not modify or make money from it. Theme music is provided by Sharif found on podsafeaudio.com. For more information about the artist, head to sharifmusic.com. That's S-H-A-R-I-F music.com.